the Mind Aware Show 28. Hey there, brain trainers. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you discover the best advice on mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you're ready to kick it up a notch. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. Have you ever thought that you could grow your business or you could get bigger if you would outsource, if you'd get more help? Or maybe you're just doing too much and you're thinking, oh man, I'm working all these hours. I don't have any life outside of this. How can I get bigger? If I'm working this much now, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Well, guess what? You are going to be so happy to hear from my guest today. We have Samir Kumar here. He is a marketing teacher. You might know him from beerwithsamir.com. How's that for a great for a great Earl? We all have to go out and change our names now so we can do like wine with Dinah or something, right? He's the author of How to Make Over 100000 a Year Working Under 20 Hours Per Week. And we're going to just jump right in and we're going to start talking about what kind of a mindset shift do you have to go through to make the shift so you're thinking, hey, I can afford to outsource, I can have it all, I can work and have a good personal life. Samir, I've just got a million questions for you, but I just want to say welcome to the show. Hey, Dana, I am super excited to be here and for probably no other reason than I utterly, completely love your personality and I'm so excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. (laughs) Great answer, Samir. (laughs) Flattery always works on this show. We love it. I want to kind of give people a backdrop on you and how you kind of got into this thing where automation became your thing and marketing became your thing. You actually are a practicing lawyer and you had this desire to start a new business But you thought, gosh, my my law firm's keeping me busy or my law business is keeping me busy. Maybe if I could automate that, I could have time to do this other passion that I have. I mean, that just sounds so crazy. People, I just even imagine, how do you automate being a lawyer? It makes no sense to me. Can you kind of fill me in on the background on all that? Absolutely, Dana. So it's funny. I, you know, once you've been there and done that, and people are like, "Wait a second, how do you automate a law practice?" You're like, I, I guess, in you know, when I think of it as an outsider, it does seem a little ridiculous. But I think the important part is to kind of start where everyone is. Like, you know, especially with lawyers, most lawyers hate being lawyers. I always say I'm a good, but I'm not a passionate lawyer. For many years, I just went through it, and I was just doing it for the money. And you know, everyone has their their point where they're not making a lot of money, then they hustle and they make some money, but it wasn't fulfilling. So I was like, okay, you know what? I really want to teach something. And Dana, you know, I I know this is being recorded, so I might as well do all the confessions. I tried teaching dating. I tried teaching like fitness. And I was like, okay, I just like teaching, but I'm not sure what it is. And what happened was there came a point, probably about five or six years into practicing law, my own law practice, that I really started getting frustrated. I'm like, you know what? I'm making good money, uh, but I'm working crazy hours, and I'm tired, and I'm stressed, and I'm not really loving this, and I'm not loving uh, a lot of the way my, you know, my clients were behaving with me. So the first step, and this is going to sound so absurd, is the first thing was I just decided, I'm like, you know what, I need to find a way to make more money or at least as much money as I'm making now. I need to work a lot fewer hours. I need to be virtual and I need to make sure my clients are happier than ever. So it was just kind of this, you know, professing this energy into the world. And I had no clue in the world how I was going to do it. 
And what I started doing at step one was I stopped learning about law and from other lawyers. And I shifted this learning to what if I just learn from people who are living the life that I want to live or are running the business that I want to run? Who are they? Where are they? Are they even lawyers? Are they doing something else? And once I started finding these people, that's when the shift started happening, saying it's not about learning more law or getting better at you know your craft, so to speak, or your trade. It's about becoming a business person, a businessman or a businesswoman before a tradesperson. And that was like the major shift that allowed me to kind of start this journey into automating my law practice, outsourcing a lot of it, and shifting into a, a new business that I truly love, like every single day. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's actually really interesting, and I'm going to paraphrase it back. If I, What I hear you saying then is, what if I stopped learning the how-tos of my profession and instead just started almost like mentoring myself after the people who are already living the life I want to live. Is that a fair paraphrase of that? That's perfect, yes. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting perspective and I love it. You know, when you started doing this automation with your business, did you feel guilty at all? Like I'm wondering, is there any piece that of this that makes you feel like, gosh, I'm having these other people do my work now and I'm still getting paid on it. I mean, was there any kind of, I don't know, maybe that's just my religious upbringing or something. Was there any kind of shift that had to take place there? Not for a hardcore capitalist. No, it's not, there's no guilt at all. <laughs> no problem. Just be like, yeah, you show me the money. Bring it on in. So what was the first change that you had to make, whether it be in your law business or in your current marketing coaching business, what's the first shift you have to make? What's the first thing you look for when you're thinking of what to outsource? How do you decide? Somebody's listening to this. How do they know which things should I be outsourcing? Dana, I'm going to do a selfish plug here, but there's a reason for it. So I actually developed something called an outsourcing flow chart. It's like a flow chart that tells you what you should and should not outsource. So if anyone wants a copy, whatever contact information, they can get a copy. But let me tell you the kind of the two parts of that that really helped me out with outsourcing. And this is not at the, you know, this is not in the beginning. This is towards the tail end of outsourcing when I really figured out what I was doing. There's two places where this comes in. Number one, if you are not the best at something and your time can be used more productively elsewhere, then that's something, that is a task that you probably should outsource. So the first thing to look at is saying, am I the best at this? Am I the talent behind this? Am I the person who's going to do this better than anyone else? And of course, also, is it essential to the business? I, I should say the essential to the business is probably comes as a precursor to that. Mm -hmm. But the second part of this, now I'm also really big on lifestyle. Like You have to enjoy life. So if you outsource something that you really enjoy doing, chances are you may have a very efficient business, but you may ruin the quality of your life or the or the enjoyment that you get from being an entrepreneur. So, for example, one of the things I love is interacting with good clients, at least having that initial sales conversation and getting to know them, etc. And if I throw that out the window, I've taken away from something that I thoroughly enjoy. So if I outsource that, that reduces quality of life. So I think there's this constant balance of what you should outsource but to look at it in the sense of, will this detract from my quality of life? And the other angle is, 
will it make my business more efficient? And that's kind of the balancing act that takes place. Right, right. So finding the balance between those two. So when I'm looking for somebody to outsource to, is it best to find somebody who is already passionate about what I'm doing and about my mission and then train them to do what I want them to do? Or is it easier to find somebody who is really an expert at that particular task that needs to be done and then hope you can get them passionate about your business or doesn't it matter? Maybe it doesn't matter if they're passionate about your business or not. Like what are your thoughts on that? I actually don't think the passion plays a big part for them. I think it's important for you and I'll tell you where this comes from. The outsourcers are looking to perform their craft or perform their trade in exchange for compensation. They're experts at what they do. They are not looking to be the passionate business owner that you are. They're saying, hey, listen, we're just having a transaction here. Tell me what you need. Am I the best provider for that? And if I am, I will provide you excellent service and you compensate me however you compensate me. If they're passionate about your business, I think that's a boon. But I also think that if someone is an aspiring entrepreneur and they're not an outsourcer, you may have a conflict. So I always say, listen, you be the entrepreneur and let these outsourcers be the one that provide you the service. You be passionate. You be excited. You grow the business, but let them do what they do best. And I don't know if you asked this part, but I'm going to kind of delve into this. You asked, how do you find them or where are they? I know we're going to talk about you know finding the money to get outsourcers, but one of the things that I've learned the, the very hard way is that you have to test. Oftentimes, I will test five or six outsourcers for a particular task, and I'll start them on a very small task to see how all of them perform because it allows me to see the quality of work that's out there and also to choose from a group of outsourcers as opposed to finding one person and hoping that they're going to be able to do what I need them to do. And so do you find them on places like Elance or Guru.com or Odesk or those types of places or is there anything special like you say, oh, nobody's ever heard of this place, you should try this? No, I've tried all of the above. I've tried everything from, you know, I've tried uh, Elance, and now I think they've merged with Odesk. I, I've even used Fiverr in the initial stages. Uh, I, they were great because everyone was so excited, and now it's just inundated with people doing all these random tasks for $5. But I think you can still test, and you can find people who are good long-term. I mean, I'll share something funny. I have a uh, a graphics guy, and I believe he's located in India, and one day after, you know, many months of working with him, I said, what do you, by the way, like, you don't make enough money off of me, so what do you, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a dentist. And he goes, so why, he goes, why are you doing these $5 gigs for me? He goes, because I love graphic design and it's fun for me. And, and I find it funny because when we're done with a couple months, he goes, yeah, just pay me what you think you owe me. I don't really need the money. So you never know who you're going to run into and who you're going to find. And it also Amazing. depends on where they're located. And, you know, do you need someone local? Do you need someone? It doesn't matter where they're located. There are a lot of factors that come into this. Amazing. That is a great story. For those of you that don't know, Fiverr is F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. And it's people who do stuff for five bucks, which is great. This is Dana Wild. You're listening to the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Samir Kumar, marketing teacher, famous for beerwithsamir.com. Samir is spelled S-A-M-E-E-R, beerwithsamir.com. Go check him out. You can ask him questions anytime. You know what I'm going to do? He's got a book. He's the author of this book called How to Make Over 100000 a Year Working Under 20 Hours a Week. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask him 
What? Really? Come on. (laughs) I'll be right back. Have you checked out The Mind Aware on Facebook? At facebook.com slash themindaware. Discover daily mantras, inspiration, the latest brain information, and exclusive training on mindset, wealth, health, and more. That's facebook.com slash themindaware. Let's connect and kick your life up a notch. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Samir Kumar, marketing teacher, beerwithsamir.com. You can ask him any marketing question you want to. Head on over there and check him out. He's got the book, How to Make Over 100000 a Year Working Under 20 Hours a Week. And I just have to ask him, really, is it really possible to make that kind of money in under 20 hours a week? Is that what the you know, whole outsourcing thing is about? So, Dana... This title, it's, it's a Trojan horse. It gets people in on what they want, but once they're in, you got to really give them what they need. So I, I do two things with that title. Number one, first of all, it's entirely possible. In fact, it's entirely possible to exceed both those numbers on both ends, you know, to make a lot more money and to work a lot fewer hours. But the, uh, you know, ding, 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 the BS alarm on that is, is it really possible, as you asked, is there's no magic pill. Like you have to lay the foundation. You have to have a viable business. You have to have something that people are going to want to invest in. And the whole concept is that so many people are so busy becoming better doctors, lawyers, chiropractors, coaches, you know, you name it. And they start taking these courses and getting certification and they forget that if you're in business, you are a businesswoman and you are a businessman before anything else. So learn business, learn marketing, learn automation, learn outsourcing, learn the things that are going to help your business because inherently you are going to get better at your trade because it's what you do and it's what you love. You can't just ignore what your, your trade and, uh, and expect to have a business. What most people forget to focus on is the business side of things. So this how to make over $100,000 a year working under 20 hours a week. It's all about creating this lifestyle business, but it's also about spending 6, 12, maybe even 24 months to lay this foundation where you set up automation technology, where you outsource to the people who are going to take a lot of the things that take a tremendous amount of time off your plate. You're going to learn how to generate, you know, get prospects, walk them to becoming clients, repeat clients, referrals, repeat business, all that's going to come into play. We get so excited with the latest and greatest social media strategy that many of us forget the fundamentals. It's like a basketball player. Like, you know, go do 7,000 layups and then we'll worry about the alley-oop that you want to try. (laughs) Right, right. Great, Great analogy and totally, totally true. I mean, this is, it makes so much sense when you say it, no matter what business you're in, get good at these things because if you want that 100000 or more a year, you want to work 20 hours or less, it just takes practice. Just wash, rinse, repeat, learn, try some things. They work, they don't work. You know, figure it out one step at a time. Just great advice all the way around, Samir. So great to have you here. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me, Dana. Always a blast. Love talking to you. You have such an awesome personality that uh, you say the word and I will jump. <laughs> Yay! I love that answer. Okay, for future guests, everybody, you heard that here. You got that to talk. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being here, too. We love having you here. We can't do it without you. And did you hear what Samir said? What the idea is, you can learn from people who are already doing what you want to do. That's the thing, and you can start today. You don't have to necessarily go out there and become a better 
fill in the blank, whatever it is you do. You have a passion for your practice, for your product, for your service. That's going to automatically come naturally. But what will benefit you in your bottom line in the hours you're working is to get out there and learn about these things like automation, outsourcing. Go check out beerwithsamir.com. Go learn. Ask him a question. Figure out where to go to do this. You can do this today. You can take one little step today and go to Fiverr and, and outsource your very first project. If you're not the best at it, if you're not the absolute best at it, if you don't absolutely love it, get rid of it. Life is about having fun. You all know that. That's why you're here. You're starting your day right here. Go out, take action, have some fun, and we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware Show. Thank you.